Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. Welcome to the Women in Tech Weekly Remix episode. Three, two, one. My name is Esprit Devora, host of the Women in Tech show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create the Women in Tech show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. To connect and collaborate with extraordinary women in tech around the world, remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. I've never found a community that cares more about one another's success. It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup looking to grow your podcast audience, I created GetPodcastListeners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences so we could do the same. Check out GetPodcastListeners.com. That's GetPodcastListeners.com. This is Colleen Brady. I have a site, iheartnocode.com, and I'm building yarnlove.co for knitters and crocheters. I'm based in sunny Naples, Florida. You know, in some ways I feel like it was college. So I, it probably was before that, but my mom likes to talk about how coming and visiting me at college, I'm like, we have to go to the library and I have to show you these things. And that probably was a moment where things started to change for me. And when did you s- first start learning code? It's been more than 10 years. So, Like, what did that look like at the time? Were you at a job? Were you still in school? Did you take any classes? In- I-, I know you took a Java class, but was that in college or was that an that, exploratory extracurriculum? <laughs> that, was a, that was an exploratory extracurriculum. So I started to get into coding because I kind of had a generic administrative job that I was bored with. And I just was becoming interested in technology. So started doing, at the time I lived in San Diego, so started doing classes through UCSD extension there. And so they had some HTML, they had Java, those types of things. I tried an online course at one point and those to different degrees hit at different levels. And I tried getting an internship And so I would just send out these resumes and I could not get an internship whatsoever and was getting extremely demoralized with that. And then I don't know why on some lark, I decided to start actually applying for jobs and I started getting interviews and I couldn't believe that, hey, for these unpaid internships, tech tech roles that are, you know, the short period of time, can't get an interview, can't, and yet the resume is the same. Yo, I feel like everyone listening that isn't like stuck, like that's a game changing insight on your journey. If the internship isn't working out, just take the same resume, apply to the job and that may. (laughs) It's crazy. I think so often we underestimate what our skills are and you don't necessarily know what a hiring manager is looking for. 
hundred percent. And how did you, where did you take your tech interest in skills there? What was that first job? So first job was doing web development as part of a marketing team. And, you know, it just, it was amazing to basically be able to start seeing stuff that I was being developing on a company website and that generating money for the company. And just from there, just really kind of enjoyed the excitement of it. And from there, decided somehow managed to end up starting to work for technology startups. And one of the things about working for a startup is you often are doing so many different disparate tasks, and it's not easy to have a simple singular job description. And so that allowed me to kind of grow my skills in a number of different ways. And then from there, at least the startups that I was working at didn't necessarily always have the money to hire someone to figure out what the product should be. I started to take that role on. So sales and marketing would say, we need to have feature X. The development team is like, well, we don't know what X is. We can build it, but you got to tell us what it is. And so that started to become my role of, okay, if this is what is needed, here's how we do it. And here's what it should be. Hey, this is Alishba Imran. I'm a machine learning and blockchain developer currently working at Hanson Robotics, which is a company doing research in AI and robotics to build humanoids. And I'm based out of Toronto, Canada. Yeah, so I think from a young age, I was definitely always really interested in just solving problems. Like it wasn't necessarily tech, but it was just like, I always had questions about things. Like if I saw the way something worked, I would always ask like, why does it work that way? And I think that like curiosity really led into just like questioning everything around me all the time. And through that process, I just fell in love with the ability to like pick apart things and like put them back together, or even just like understanding a problem and like being able to break that down and then coming up with, you know, a first principles approach to solving that problem. And so that process for me has been really interesting. And I think through that, I I just kind of got interested in robotics. That was kind of my initial start into, I guess, what you would call STEM. But I joined like the robotics team at my at my middle school. And I just realized like I really enjoyed just building things, even though it wasn't really anything super impactful. I just enjoyed that a lot. And so through that, I actually got introduced to another program called TKS or the Knowledge Society, um, which is essentially like a human accelerator program but for really ambitious teens that want to like superpower their growth. And so through that program, I've been learning about different mindsets, philosophies, learning about like different technologies like AI, blockchain, quantum computing, and ways to really get started in them. So I think that program really changed the trajectory for me, not only, you know, getting started in tech and actually building my technical skills, but I think more so the mindset side of things, which we don't really talk a lot about is, How do you build that mindset to really get started and have confidence when you are building things, especially at a young age? You've been involved in so many different programs like IBM. What are some of the resources that you've accessed to help you become more immersed into the tech culture? There's a lot of resources. And especially at the beginning, like I've been just self-teaching everything to myself. Like these are not things you're really taught in high school at all. But I think for me, like a lot of it was just doing like courses online. Um, But also I think the biggest piece, like you said, was finding the right communities and the people that 
would help you kind of get there or help you throughout the process. And so for me, definitely that was, you know, TKS, there's a lot of really awesome students there that are just as ambition, like working in, you know, labs, doing cellular agriculture, creating meat without cows or working in quantum computing at companies like Rigetti, like it's crazy stuff that they're doing. And I think just seeing, seeing people around you that are just as motivated helps a lot. And so for me, I think the biggest turning point was just being in that community and realizing like people my age are doing these things and I can actually get started as well. Hi, this is Trisha Hoke from the CEO of Modern Brands. Modern Brands is like a WordPress for fashion. I am based in Los Angeles, California. Fashion is kind of a crazy business. I mean, it's pretty volatile. And I, I used to work in activewear specifically. I was in Denver, Colorado at the time. So there's not a whole lot of fashion either. I'll just be really honest. My fashion was like, you know, building bicycle pants for guys. I had gone through many different technical design and product developer jobs and I got laid off and I was just like, this is kind of dumb. I'm just going to start a company and start helping people do this. So I started freelancing and building tech packs and meeting people and teaching them how to source their fabrics. And I got involved with the Denver Design Incubator. And through that, I got a job at a video game company that made products for video game stuff like clothing for Mass Effect and, uh, you know, other things. And he kind of pulled me off the market. by giving me this like big contract and then regretted it because I worked so fast that I didn't have any more work to do. So he put me on this side project where he was building a Teespring-like app. The other person building it was um, a, a woman named Charlotte and she was the CTO and her and I just sat down and within two weeks we had it wireframed and we're like building it. So then I just became co-founder and we kind of took off with it. And that was my first introduction to tech. Throughout the journey of your career, what would you say is a huge obstacle you've successfully overcome and how did you overcome it? Oh, well, so like the thing you were saying about how there's always these like negative moments and they turn into good moments. So that's just kind of a constant in life. I'll tell you the the startup I moved out to LA for kind of crashed and burned when a customer didn't pay them $2 million. Like, annihilated the company. Everybody got laid off and everyone was super mad, but I kind of wasn't. I was kind of like, okay. But I think that's because I had gone through like an industry like fashion where I'd been laid off multiple times and I was like, okay, shit happens. I don't know. And you know, startups are like that. I think I just thrive in that environment. And so what I did when that happened is I just told them, hey, you guys owe me some money. Why don't I just take the sample room I built for you? And and then I took it and I took three of the employees and I went down the street and I started an agency. And that's how I started Modern Brands is I started the agency first, tested it out and kind of stealth in the back end. And then pandemic was coming but I didn't know that. This is the luckiest thing that's probably happened oh, wow. in my Tell whole me. life. So um, I had this whole little small factory because we adopted it and moved it down the street and we were going. And I was at this place in my business where I had to kind of choose, do I want to be more of a factory and keep this going and like hire more sewers and make this work? Or do I want to build this tech thing that I've been in love with for years and years and years that I've been wanting to build? I just kind of was like, you know what, I'm just done. I don't want to do the factory anymore. So the three people that I brought with me were sewing members, sewing team. 
and I gave them the factory and they now have their own small production unit in LA because I gave them all the machines and everything that I had used my back pay for. So that's great. I still work with them, but I was able to come home and, you know, work from home. I was having a baby and then the pandemic hit. So it, like all three of those things kind of converged and it could have been really bad, but I just took it as a really awesome time to like, you know, sit in my office and work really hard on my tech. And I then went searching for my co-founder and eventually found her after lots of dumpster fire angel list tech bro interviews. <laughs> but yeah, that's, you know, you just like have to ride the waves of the ups and downs. And I wouldn't have this company if the other company wouldn't have like gone out of business and completely fell apart. And that's what you have to do when you work. I think you have to do that when you work anywhere, but I think specifically I learned that lesson going through the layoffs in fashion and then going through the layoffs in tech and always working for small to mid-sized companies and watching the owners. You know, it's a struggle to keep your company going. The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.